Previously on Monogamy. Gosh, Sam, listen to everyone arguing. The town is so divided over the war. Now I don't know whether I should enlist or not. Okay! Everybody put your heads in the air or blow all your fucking heads off! This is a robbery! Can't believe this. This is the best recruiting station the army can get. Dilapidated high school gymnatorium. God help us all. That was only ten bucks an hour. Hello, this is your narrator speaking. I'm a little bit fatigued today, so I'll come straight to the point. Welcome to episode four of Monogamy. 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 Hi. Rock hard here. Glad to see you're back for another helping of monogamy. You know, I used to be married once. Well, married is probably the wrong word. It was sort of somewhere between restraint and poison. But you know what? Sometimes late at night when I haven't been able to drink quite enough scotch to go blind, I kind of miss the old girl. So I go down the street to the women's prison and visit her. Yeah, she's in the slammer. Well... Someone had to take the fall. Anyhow, uh, they say a well-ordered marriage can be the making of a man. A man like Sam Toad, for instance. I'm not so sure coming here was such a good idea, Sam. Oh, sure it is. Look at you being a happy homemaker and all. What with you putting up those... What the hell are those things? Curtains. Yeah, Ella, this is a motel. The room comes with curtains. Well, not this room. You got a deal by eliminating all the unnecessary items like sheets and pillows and curtains. Ah, well, who needs curtains? Everyone can see us naked. Not everyone. You always exaggerate, don't you? Can blind people see us? No. Can the people in China see us? No. Can the people in that room across the parking lot see us? Yes. Well, okay, maybe they can. Anyway, we're not naked, and with any luck, we never will be. I just wanted to make this room more like a home. (laughs) You mean like a doctor's home? Those are hospital curtains. I know they are, but the salesman says that everyone in Hollywood has these curtains because hospital shows are so popular, and all the best actors want to surround themselves with a hospital-like environment in case they get an audition for a hospital show. Ella. Yes, Sam? What am I doing here on the bed? Filing down your corns? That's right. And what's the rule when I'm filing down my corns? No talking. Yes, that's right. Now, you know what that means, don't you? You get half of my Salisbury steak? That's right. Now, I know you're excited about seeing all your old friends, but that doesn't mean we forget all the rules that I made up today. I don't have any old friends. Sure you do. What about Cindy Carlyle? I don't know who that is. Cindy Carlyle. You remember, she came to your room when you were in Houston at that convention. I've never been to Houston. No? Well, you should go there sometime. They have an excellent convention center there. I've only been to two places in my life, Monogamy and Picton, where I met you. Look, Ella, the important thing is we're here right now in your old hometown, and I'm loving it. (laughs) Whatever. I... Just stop oh, it, now stop it. Who's a wingy Shut up! You're gonna burn my wig with that stupid cigar. Not that wig. That's a 3211. That's a fireman's wig. Really? One of the best. So, what's for dinner? There is no dinner because I didn't have any money. 
I don't believe this. I go to work, work hard all day, come home, and what do I find? A man dressed up as a woman. Well, it never bothered you before. That's because you used to take care of yourself. I should never have married you. I should have married your father. Oh, speaking of which, he wants to meet you. Look, I just started my new job. I can't be seen with an unemployed, lazy, deadbeat bum like your dad. That's my father you're talking about. Don't tell me. I almost married him, didn't I? Besides, why do we always have to talk about you? How come we never talk about how my day was? How was your day? Oh, it was great. My spillage tie went over really well at the office. Dick Wiener thinks this idea is going to make me rich. And by association, you will know someone who is rich. Isn't that great? I guess so. Anyway, about my father... What about that blood-sucking leech? Well, don't talk about him like that. Maybe I will join the army like my father wants and show you, Sam Toad, that I am my own woman. Well, that's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? Look, Ella, I, I never said I didn't want you to join the army. Go for it. Fine. Ella, wait. Where are you going? To enlist. Well, bring me back a puppy or something, will you? Ella in the army. <laughs> That's like buying a coffin at Walmart. Good price, but a bad fit. And you may have to return it when the seams burst. Something. Okay, it's a crappy analogy. If you want good analogies, visit a library, you punk. Say, remember that cop, Daly, that Tom Gowdy sent out to investigate the UFO landing? Well, he's out there right now. Let's watch. I mean, listen. Central Dispatch, this is car 54. I'm at the site of the alleged UFO landing. Over. How's that, 54? Uh, over. Officer Daly here. I'm at the alleged UFO landing site. Over. What uh, UFO landing site? Uh, over. I was sent out here to investigate an alleged UFO landing. Some kids said they saw a UFO land on their friend's tent. Over. Well, that is totally nuts. Uh, over. Well, that's for sure. Anyway, it appears to be some sort of European sports car. I'm thinking probably Italian. No driver. Over. Well, did you check the glove compartment for identification? Uh, over. I can't figure out how to open the doors. In fact, I can't even find the doors. These Italians sure like to confuse you with design, over. Yeah, I'll say I had an Italian phone once that I couldn't figure out how to dial. I had to take it back. Over. Yeah, well, I've got a tow truck guy now here who's uh, going to tow it back to the yard. Over. The city towing guy? Over. No, I flagged him down on the road. Over. I hope he's not one of those weird ones. Uh, over. What's that? Over. You know one of those double Z towing guys? Over. Do I? What difference does that make? Over. Those double Z towing guys are actually zombies? Over. Yeah, right. Zombies. How come I've never heard of that before? Over. How come I never heard of the UFO landing? Uh, over. A good point. Well, I guess we're both out of the loop then, aren't we? Over. Yeah, except the UFO is probably bogus and the zombies are real. Over. <laughs> Hold on, dispatch. The tall guy wants a word with me. I'm just going to roll down the car window here. Well, just be careful, officer, and we'll see you when you get back. Over. Roger that, dispatch, over and out. So, got it all hooked up there, have you, buddy? Yeah. Nice brain you got. Oh, thanks very much. I studied at Cornell, you know. <laughs> Look at the time. Late. Gotta get back to work. Poor Officer Daly. Getting his brain eaten by a zombie. See? 
That's why I hate zombies. They always eat your brains. They suck you in, get to know you. You start to think they really care about you, that you're really special. You have feelings like maybe this zombie is the one. And then, when your defenses are down, boom! They eat your brains. It's happened to me like so many times, I, I can't begin to tell you. Oh no. Here comes Louis Vesterberian, the kid who got bonked by the spaceship. I can't watch. That zombie will destroy the poor kid. Want a ride? Well, how do you like that? I thought Lewis was dead meat. How could I have been so wrong? Especially since I read the script yesterday. Speaking of which, we should probably head back to the Prime Minister's office and check in there. You wanted to see me, Mr. Prime Minister? Yes, I did, Candy Ass. Look out the window and tell me what you see. I don't see anything, sir. No, probably not. That's because the windows are entirely covered with public outrage. What the hell is going on with the war, Candy Ass? We haven't invaded anything. Well, sir, uh, recruitment targets are way off. How much? 104%. 104%? How is that possible? Well, uh, some of the recruits we already had quit when these uh, monogamy guys showed up. A couple of diner owners and some guy with a dog in his mouth. Then they quit and went back to monogamy because no one liked them. Monogamy? Where the fuck is monogamy? Well, sir, as far as we can make out, it's somewhere in Ontario, we think. You think? Well, it doesn't seem to be on any maps, and we've lost radio contact with the team we sent there. We did get a message by phone about two days ago, but we couldn't make it out because of all the noise. Interference? Actually, it sounded like there was a party going on or something. Lots of music and girls laughing, and then there was some kind of explosion and what sounded like a a monkey. <laughs> They're more laughing. A party. Look, Candy Ass, we've got to get the ball rolling here. I know, sir. Uh, that's why I took the liberty of bringing in a specialist to find out what's going on in monogamy. Dan Standish. I know that name, don't I? Yes, sir. He is the American spy we had on loan from the CIA. You made him head of our new enlarged intelligence agency. Canadian Secret Intelligence Service in specialized situations investigating seriously suggestive, inconspicuous persons perpetrating intrigue. Ah, uh, yes. C-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. C-S-S-S-S-I-P-P-I. Yeah. Shall I call him in? He's outside right now? Well, of course. Bring him in. Hi. Rock hard here. I thought while Candy Ass is out bringing in Dan Standish, I could fill you in on this guy. Picture, if you will. No, wait. That's something Serling would say. Don't need to be resurrecting that ghost, do we? Look, uh, put it this way. Picture the most typical-looking spy from the 50s you can. Blazer, ascot, fedora, and smoking a pipe. Maybe as a mustache, you can decide that. Oh, here he is. Mr. Standish, sir. Standish? Harpoon. You should really call me Mr. Prime Minister, Dan. It's protocol. No, sir. Harpoon. Coming through the window. Close one, sir. Thank you, Dan. You saved my life. 
Well, it looks like they got candy ass, though. That harpoon went straight through his chest and nailed him to the wall. Ugly. Yes, but he could type 60 words a minute. He'll be hard to replace. Shall we get down to business? Yes, we'd better. I assume the candy ass filled you in. I'm married, sir. I meant with the facts about your mission. Right. Well, I don't think it'll be too difficult. Locating the town should be easy. Though, once I'm there, I'll have to get to the uh, bottom of things. Oh, uh, that'll be Q, sir. I took the liberty of asking him to come up with a few toys for me to take on the mission. I see. Come in, Q. My, these toys are heavy. Uh, so, sorry I'm late, gentlemen. Welcome, Q. Uh, what the hell is all this? These are children's toys. Is this some kind of joke? No, Mr. Prime Minister. Your cabinet is some kind of joke. Actually, Q, it's a brilliant idea. Make weapons that look like toys. Who would suspect? What? Sorry, my... Hearing aid hasn't been working very well lately. I said brilliant idea! Hmm. This doll doesn't look very dangerous. Did you say dangerous? Well, yes, it can be. You see the warning? Not for children under five. Apparently, they can choke on the eyes. Choke on the eyes, huh? Yeah. That's hideous. Good work. And this fire truck? Toxic paint made in China. Incredible. You've outdone yourself this time, Q. Eh? I said you've outdone yourself! Good work. They're just toys. Right. No, really. I just brought along some of my grandkids' toys. I, I thought you wanted Excellent. to... Well, I guess I'll take these so-called toys and be on my way. And I'll just help myself to this harpoon, if you don't mind, Mr. Prime Minister. I hate to pull it out of the poor man's chest, but it, it won't hurt to have at least one ordinary weapon. Oh, give it up, give it up. <laughs> you could just get a gun down in the armory. Uh... Uh, no. I'm good with a harpoon. I was raised by the Inuit. <laughs> I'll see you later. Holy cow, that was an intriguing episode, wasn't it? It looks like Toad is actually going to join the army. And holy smoke, zombies, the show has everything. And now there's a secret agent in the mix. <laughs> All that's missing now is a vampire. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir, you can't come in here. We're recording. Excuse me, Larry, somebody's in the booth. <laughs> Gosh, that's quite the get-up you've got there, sir. Nice cape. Hey, what the hell are you doing? Get off of me! My God! The announcer! A vampire's killing him! Somebody help him! I, I better fill in. <clears throat> See you next time on Monogamy.